Hey, it's your boy again, Roberto Kuvatir, here with my brother in the faith, Emmanuel Gary, and we are Apologetics 300. God bless. We coming with another episode. This is part two of what is biblical justice. What is biblical justice in in the midst of everything that's happening, um, and how it's it's we're seeing how it's getting worse, brother. You see how yes, things well, are. One thing. Go ahead. Biblical, biblical justice is definitely not what we're seeing taking place right now in society. We're no. Opposite. We're seeing clear injustice. Exactly. But this is what comes from the hearts of the unredeemed. Yep. And we, you know, we can't expect anything else. You know, that's why it's our job as the church, as the body, you know, to to establish what that looks like. Mm-hmm. in society exactly you know um i'm reminded of what what i you know we talked about this a couple days ago in reference to that tony evans interview i was telling you about mm-hmm. and tony evans stated that at the time he applied to go to dallas theological seminary he said if he would have applied maybe a, a year or two prior to that he, w- he wouldn't have been able to get in because they didn't accept blacks in the university at that time and he said that's the reason why they came out with bible institutes because Mm -hmm. they didn't want us in their institutions so that was the alternative for black and brown people to be able to be theologically trained yeah so i found that very interesting so i say that to say this um the biggest failure is on behalf of the church because we have the answer we have the solution exactly but instead of standing up and doing what's right you know a lot of the you know a lot of our white you know brothers and sisters in the faith you know and i use that term loosely because the reason why i use it loosely because if you sit here and you allow that to take place mainly the name of christ then your whole status within the body is questionable at this point so with that being said we're we're responsible because we have the answer but what do we do we allow the culture to determine and dictate what's right what's wrong and not stand up for the truth that everybody all men are created in the image of god mm-hmm. and when you do that and you stand for that then you look at your fellow brother and sister um as less than and 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 you say that you're not an image bearer of god yeah so, i and, just wanted to put that and, in there but go and, ahead bro. And, and 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 talking about that it's, it's crazy because paul said it paul said uh, am I here to please man or to please God? At the end of the day, God has given us standards and has given us his word to, to which we supposed to, you know, um, you know, pretty much live by, you know? Absolutely. So, so to treat another brother less than to not stand up, you know, saying when, you know, you mm-hmm. can stand up, especially, you know, when, when it's being done where they're being, you know, persecuted or they're being, you know, um, Mm-hmm. Afflicted, you know, saying it, it, it shows you're right, it shows a lot, especially right. when these are image bearers and they're our brothers in Christ. And you know, Jesus, you know, had told the disciples, He said, You know, how does the world know that ye are my disciples if ye love one another? You right. know, what I'm saying if you Absolutely. do that, you are the Father, but what is the love? You know, it's it's the seeking the benefits, the seeking the the, the rights and, and the and, you know saying of others. It's, it's to be humble enough to put that brother, you know, saying before you and say, man, he he's going through this. I'm gonna stand with him. I'm gonna yes. you know provide for him. I'm gonna hold his hand. Absolutely. I'm gonna show you know the true love of, of of Christ and the true love of God. And and when you don't see that happening, it it does. It becomes frustrated. And, and and some some it's sad to say that some do it because you know um, they they're so worried about what other are gonna say about them, you mm-hmm. know, saying that they choose they don't want to lose support they don't want to lose support so they choose you know rather to stay silent and not deal with these issues and maintain that 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 support than to lose that support you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um. That's not what Christ called us to do. Because silent is consent. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot of people that you and I both, you know, um, 
you know, holding regards to being, you know, very sound, very biblical, good teachers and preachers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it's sad to say that they're, you know, not all of them, but, you know, some of them have been silent towards the issue or they feel like if they talk about issues that are in, you know, that are related around the topic, they feel like they've done their due justice in the sense of yeah. somewhat trying to, you know, chip away at it a little bit. But, you know, you, you have to you have to identify this thing, call it for what it is, call it out and and stand you know, and, and just and just do what you're supposed to do, you know. Exactly. I mean, call it out for what it is. It, it's sin, you know, and this is what the wicked and depraved heart will do. These are the things, you know, exactly. these are the things that comes out come out of you know, a, 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 an unredeemed heart. Exactly. So. And, and it, it's like go, going back, you know, um, you know, we talked about it before. It's on both sides. So, you know, we don't want our audience to think that this is just towards one, you know, ethnic group, but we're talking no. about all types of social injustice that are out there. You know, right. um, we stand up against, we stand, you know, with our brothers and sisters, you know, um, because you know that 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 shows uh true love and true you know and shows you you bear the image of God he is pro life he is for you know saying uh justice and righteousness you know and when you don't do that then you show opposite of what you should be demonstrating and um it, it this is a topic that is dear to our hearts you know what I'm saying um and it's something that that the church has been dealing with for so long. You know, not just in, 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 in this region, but from the time of slavery, even before that, did the church stand up against some did most didn't, you know, and, mm -hmm. and it's sad to say, but it comes a time where you have to stand up and say enough is enough. And, you know, we, we, we missed the point and we missed the, 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 you know, our opportunity before, but we're not missing it this time around. We need to stand you know, with our brothers and sisters, uh, especially in a time like this. I mean, because if you think about it, you know, if you if you if you have the truth, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. To the truth, you you have the truth, mm -hmm. and you have the answers to what we're facing right now, and yeah. you fail to do your due diligence mm -hmm. to make sure that's proclaimed and withheld. You, you, you become a part of the problem. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, yep, and yep. the thing about it is, is that you know, I, I, I believe like a lot of this falls on falls on the church, man. It falls yeah. on us because when you have the truth, man, mm -hmm. the truth will set you free. Exactly. Then when you know the truth. Yeah. Then the truth will set you free once it's known and embraced and accepted. Yeah. But you know, if you if you don't proclaim it and you try to sweep it under the rug or turn a blind eye to it, you know, you're, you're just as much as part of the problem. Yeah. And that goes whether if you're black, white, purple, green, or orange, it doesn't matter. Exactly. If, if you don't proclaim this truth, you're part of the problem. Exactly. And the, call it for what it is. You know, you have, you know, people within, within the body that, you know, like, like we said before, just even if you don't understand uh, mm -hmm. fully what's going on or you don't know how to respond to it, you know, you have brothers out there that, that can help you out, resources mm -hmm. that can get you to understand what's going on. So at least you can make an attempt and, and, and start moving towards that. But, you yeah. know, what I'm saying because I, I don't want to say that all that stay silent, just do it because they, you know, saying don't feel that it's important. Just some of them just don't know what to say. I had this, you know, great right. com conversation with 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 a with a with a with a individual that I know. And it was more about the fear of how do I articulate or what do I say in this? So I was referring her back to scripture and just, you know, showing how, you know, and we talked about it before, you know, when we go to a book of Exodus and we see the difference between Genesis 45, you know, where it talks right. about how the Pharaoh, 
He was pleased when Joseph brought his father, his, his, his brothers, their family. He gave them the best of the land. He said, you can have the best of the land, you know, saying that you can be in charge of the livestock. And they were free and they were protected and provided and they were given equal opportunity. The, right. And then you go to Exodus chapter one and this new Pharaoh comes in and he does completely opposite. Yep. He treats right. he treats them like subhuman. He he strips them away. He he batters them. He afflicts them. He, you know he persecutes them. You know he kills yep. their children, tosses them into the Nile, and doesn't stop. He continues and continues. They make yep. they make enough of, of the bricks to, to build a pair. All right, take all the straws away from them. Now let's see what they're gonna do. It was just a purpose, intent, a hatred. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, towards that that you know um the israelites at that time you know so oh, absolutely and, and it just mirrors what has happened in america for so long and still mm -hmm. happening because you know a lot of the well that's not the it is the same it's not equal no it's not it's, it's not equal and that that's that's the problem and and, and you know it just it, it it's a delight to, to get together with you because we've been able to just go into scripture and say, wow, look at, look at what it says about the sojourner. Look what mm -hmm. it says about the stranger coming to your land. Look at what it says right. about, you know, the neighbor. All look at and, and It's yeah. just like, don't persecute him. You know what I'm saying? Treat him right. Mm -hmm. Treat him just, 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 just righteousness. Right. And you're seeing the opposite. Then you hear the outcries, just like the nation of Israel, uh, you know, at that time when they were, you know, in the captivity in the in, in Egypt, their outcries went up to God. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And there and, should you know, be an outcry and, and for justice and righteousness coming from the body. Right. You know what I'm saying? Being you involved. Know. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Finish, finish. No, finish. I, no, no, no. I, I was I was done. It, it's just. Like I said before, is that is is that crucial for the body to understand? We can either sit oh, sit out, absolutely. sit out, or we can be involved. And, and you know, we we should be involved. Nobody has to tell you, you know, um, uh, give you a prophetic word, or you know, what I'm saying nobody has to come from a different land and say, "Thus say the Lord." No, this is something that you should already know. It's it's our lifestyle. It's it's we should be for justice, for righteousness. You know. For the well-being of of people and community and and pro-life and for life, you know what I'm saying, and not opposite, not choosing when to be vocal and when to be silent, in the sense that you know, you, some people are very vocal when it comes to you know abortion, which they should be, but and then they're not vocal on this area, and like we said in the last podcast, it, it's about being, you know, um, uh, concerned about. The life from the womb to the tomb. Right. Absolutely. Um, completely, completely agree. Um, I, I seen something on Facebook earlier today. I didn't get a chance to listen, you know, to it, but it was from, you know, uh, Pastor Rod Parsley. Now, you know, um, I don't really subscribe to, you know, that you know, type of uh, framework of theology or yeah, anything yeah. like that, you know, but there was something that I guess he, you know, said that was kind of like um, taken as being insensitive mm -hmm. to um, what's going on as far as everything that's taking place in society. I don't know if you could cue it up or pull it up, you know, and, and play it, but let me see. You know, if not, don't worry about it. But, you know, maybe if, you know, for the next, you know, um, podcast we do, you know, we can touch on it. Like I said, I didn't listen to it, you know, but I just seen that it was something that he he said, you know, that was taken. As him being you know, insensitive. Yeah. You know, I, I think, you know. What I what I've noticed in in the body is that sometimes we want to run to 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 tell people, you know, oh no, it's fine, everything is fine. No, 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 no. It's not. It's not what you think. Right. You know, trying to keep this this positive vibe, this positive attitude, 
and they mm-hmm. and they miss the point. The Bible says that you mourn with those that mourn. You cry with those that cry. You know what I'm saying? And, and you stand for, for those that don't have a voice. It doesn't say dismiss it. And right. I think that, you know, I like I said, some of them are do it out of just pure ignorance, ignorance, like not understanding what's going, uh, going on, not knowing how to reply to that. And then others are just, mm, you come a long way. Yeah. You know, you come I, a long way. So why are you complaining? <laughs> you know, type I, I, attitude, I, which is wrong. I think the problem, I think one of the problems is that, you know, a lot of um, white evangelicals, you know, when with, with all of this going on, and I'm just saying this for the fact that, you know, this is the topic that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think when they look back over church history, yeah, you know what I'm saying they they see and realize where it went wrong and where a lot of them should have stood up, yeah, and said something, and should have been more vocal, should have been more active, mm-hmm. and they didn't. And so because of that, you know, and like I said, we have the answer as the church, as the body of believers, we have the answer to what's going on right now, and just think how much more of an impact you know yeah it would have made if more of you know you know the the white brothers and sisters you know in the faith would have you know actually stood up i'm not saying that you know there weren't any that stood up yeah no you know we understand that yeah railed against this stuff Mm -hmm. what i'm saying is it wasn't it wasn't enough yeah you know what I'm saying? The, you know, that it, the, the presence of it wasn't really truly felt. Yeah. You know, and I think when they look back on it and they see, you know, they know exactly where this thing went wrong and where, you know, they should have been, you know, more vocal al- alongside with us. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? To, to, to make a, a stronger impact, you know, because, you know, change is not really going to come until those who are not affected are just as much as, as are, are just as much outraged mm-hmm. as those you know who it's affecting who it's happening to you know they have yeah. to be just they, they have to be just as much in outrage as you and i mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? even though they're not being directly affected by what you know black and brown people are facing exactly so you know that's just one of the um one of the things that far as, you know, what I see and, and, and understand, you know, is um, one of the issues there. Exactly. And, and then, like you said, to see American history and to know where it went wrong and to still not do nothing about it, but just throw this this. Uh, facade over it to say oh well it's it, it's not what you think or it was only just it was only just one one black person who died last year or it was only you know it, they don't yeah. understand that it's been going on forever you know so right. from the time of the exception of the United States it's been going right. on for so long that th- th- that that point is irrelevant to what's going on. Because you can't go by the statistics. Because what about the cases and incidents that have happened that w- went unreported? Exactly. You get what I'm saying? Like you know, every, you know, a lot of people want to throw up the stats, and I get it. The stats gives us a basis and you know a guideline to kind of like you know. Engage and stuff. Yeah, these things that engage it, you Mm -hmm. know, by numbers. But at the end of the day, you know, you really can't hold, you know, to the statistics sometimes because you know sometimes they're altered. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you you just you just never know. But you know, it's just one of those kind of things that now it's like we're we're able to see. When this stuff happens live on location, you you know, through the advent of cell phones with cameras and video recording capabilities, yeah, exactly, and things of that nature. So, you know, I mean, we're we're we're, think, we're thankful for uh, technological advancements and mm-hmm. stuff like that and advances, but you know, at the end of the day, man, you know, this this something like this could have been nipped in the bud, you know, yeah, a yeah. long time ago, and. 
you know, we look at through Ezekiel, you know, like yeah, yeah. I'm reading through the book of Ezekiel, you know, he says, he told, God told Ezekiel to tell, you know, Judah and Israel that, you know, the temple, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm coming first. I'm, that's where I'm coming first. Yeah. To, for judgment. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's, you know, starting with my house. Exactly. You know? So, I mean, because we have the truth, we have the answer. Mm -hmm. You know? Exactly. So, that that is so true. And, and, and going back, just when you had said that, you know, today we have technology, we have video, we have so much things uh, to, to kind of see what's going on. And it's no, you, you can't, you know, you can't come back and say, well, that video was wrong or whatever. And, you know, no, this gentleman put his hands in his pocket with a nonchalant face, put his knee on this gentleman's neck that yep. was already subdued. You cannot tell me that is not intent. Right. You know, a lot of people, well, how, how you still, it, it, he showed no remorse. Even when his partner said, do we turn him over? He said, right. no, leave him there. That showed no respect for man. I think you had brought up that scripture where there was a judge where mm -hmm. he had no fear of God. And he had no respect for man. Yeah, I believe that's um, I think that's Luke. Yes, Luke eighteen two. If I'm Luke not mistaken. Luke eighteen. Yep, Luke eight, Luke chapter eighteen. It says verse two. It says there was a judge in a certain town who who didn't fear God or respect people. Mm. Yep. Had no fear of God. And you, no you see the pattern, God. though, when because you had pointed out that, you know, in the last podcast that it's it's America hating God's law. When we look at everything that's happening is right. the hating of God's law, you know, saying that. And when yep. you break one, you break them all. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, you know, not to to hate to, to not fear God and hate God is to and then hate your brother. I remember first mm -hmm. John, he said, how can you love God that you do not see, but then hate your brother, what you do see, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it just, it just goes to show you, you know, the, you know, the condition of the unredeemed heart, man, you know, Amen. it says, you know, there was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God. Mm-hmm. Or respect people. Think about that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it, it sounds just like what Paul says. You know, there was there's no fear of God before their eyes. Mm -hmm. you no, know, you know, clearly speaking directly to the condition of the individual's heart. Amen. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but exactly. fools despise wisdom and instruction. Exactly. Exactly, and it's complete opposite. He was, he was a judge. Right. That was antithetical, complete opposite to what God demands of a judge to be. Right. There was supposed to be a direct reflection <laughs> exactly. of God's rule, mm -hmm. you know, in the earth. Amen. Amen. So, you know, what was it? Uh, I wanted to go to some of the, these scriptures because... Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think it was uh, Leviticus 19. Was it 34 and 35, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, um, Leviticus speak. 19. Yep, yep, yep. Actually, it was, uh, I think you read 35 and 36. Second, no problem. And the and the reasons why we bringing out these scripture while my brother um gets the the scripture, 
is so that you have a reference to go back to. So you know this is not just this has nothing to do with an outburst of emotions or trying to twist right. twi- twist scripture in any way, shape, and form. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? Absolutely but, but so, not. So you, you can know, go back, lay it out, mm-hmm. go know, back and read it, and then you know give the references so people can mm-hmm. go back and read it in full context themselves. Exactly. You know, so they can see exactly what's being said. Mm-hmm. Um, Leviticus 19 begin going to begin at verse 33. Yep. Yep. To 37. It says, when an alien resides with you in your land, you must not oppress him. You will regard the alien who resides with you as the native born among you. You are to love him as yourself, for you were aliens in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Do not be unfair in measurements or length, weight or volume. You are to have honest balance honest weights, an honest dry measure, and an honest liquid measure. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Keep all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. I am the Lord. Mm. So powerful. What do we see going on in society today? A clear violation of the law of God. Of of everything. Yep, exactly. We're not being treated as native born. Nope. We're treated as subhuman. We're treated and oppressed and not given the same opportunities, you know, as as others have. It's not saying that you cannot be successful, but it makes it so harder. There's more hurdles. There's more hurdles to get over. To get over. And I know that, you know. For those that are brothers in Christ, that they are white, they, they may feel, oh, you come so long and you're you're good now, brothers. Please. The question is, mm-hmm. the question is, why did it ever have to even get to this or be this way? Amen. I, I, I you know, I want to pull something up, and I'm gonna, um, I want to read this really quick. And those who are familiar with sports, especially football, will understand. If there's not a problem with what is known as systemic racism, right? Mm -hmm. In football, there's what is called the Rooney Rule. And the Rooney Rule is defined this way. The Rooney Rule requires at least one woman and one unrepresented minority to be considered in the slate of candidates for either every open position or every open senior position. Okay? Requires at least one woman and one unrepresented unrepresented minority. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is is if we're all equal, Mm-hmm. Image bearers of God. Then yep. why do why does why why should such a rule have to be implemented? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Why? Because <clears throat> the owners of these teams are going to definitely be biased. Some of them might be biased towards a person's appearance mm-hmm. or gender. Yep. You get what I'm saying? So this is what I'm saying. It it, it goes back to if, you, if how can you sit here and say that. You know, systemic racism in these things are not alive and well. When you have rules like that, that's basically telling these owners, "Yeah, we're gonna ha- we're gonna force you to have to do this." Exactly. You have to be forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the problems that we're talking about right now, not having an equal oper- you know, not having equal opportunity. Yep. You know, as someone who has less melanin count than you do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and that 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 is just the things that sometimes run through the background unless you go and research these things out, you wouldn't even think. I think, you know, they, they've made it where they put it as a cover up where, you know, people don't even go out to, to know that these things are still happening. You know what I'm saying? Happening right mm-hmm. in front of your face and you're not even budging because you're like, oh, well, you know, 
I don't think that's that's what it is, you know, and I don't think with that. And you see somebody being murdered the way they were, and, but, but no, I just don't think that's what well, it he is. Just had, he just had his knees in his back. Was, yeah, yeah. You know, no, he didn't. Stupid, stupid stuff like that. Knees in his back. Man, knee was on his neck. Knee was on his neck. And like I said, even after when the paramedics came, he still, it's not like he took, he still had his knee. The paramedic had to tell him, you can let go now. And, and he seemed like he still almost kind of did. Well, yeah. It, it just. I mean, like, really, man? Come on. It like, just shows that this man had no fear of God and no respect for a human being. Nope. Not That's at all. a show. Man dead in his sin. Absolutely. It's not to say, I want our audience, it's not to say that we don't pray for this gentleman that the Lord will open his heart and, and save him because we, we believe that all should be saved, you know, um, right. and pray for that, you know, pray that he'll come to, to that knowledge of Christ and repent for what he's done. And, but we have to call it out for what it is. Absolutely. We have Absolutely. to. Now, you, you know, I was I was checking up, you know, uh, so a couple of definitions, you know, on social justice. It says it's the view that everyone deserves equal economics, political and social rights and opportunities. Everyone is the view that everyone deserves right. the same opportunity to succeed, the same opportunity to be successful and to live out your life, you know. Absolutely. Um, that's what social workers were implemented. The aim to open the doors at access and opportunity for everyone, particularly those in greatest needs. We don't see that. Like you said no. before, we see a bias. You know, one of the four principles of social justice is access, which is greater equity of access to goods and services, equity. Overcoming unfairness caused by unequal to economics, resources, and power rights, which is equal to effective legal, industrial, and political rights and participation. Mm -hmm. The expanded opportunities for real participation in the decisions which govern their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like I and, said, and all of those areas, all of those areas are are tainted, yep. biased, and have been violated. Have been violated. All those areas. And the thing is that this is where the church has to join in and the outcry of those right. that cannot defend themselves, that are that their voices and their opportunities and their rights are taken away. Mm-hmm. That's where the vo the church has to be vocal, have the dialogue. It's okay, have the mm -hmm. dialogue. Don't be afraid. It's okay. You might hear things that might bother you. It might make you cry. It might turn your stomach, but that's okay. That's right. what needs because to happen. I mean, that's the only way you're going to be able to actually now begin to bring healing. Exactly. Because now everybody's heart's been pretty much convicted on where. You know, you know, they have not may have not have much knowledge in, or you know, realize they need to be educated on certain things, or just straight up just realizing that you know they were being cold. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. It, it, it's good, man, because like I said, that's the only way you know, as far as with the church, mm -hmm. you know. Um, beginning the healing process yep yep first realizing that it started here yep you get what i'm saying having the answer you know and not going forth with such power with it mm -hmm. because if we did then why did tony evans you know um you know uh when he was talking about you know when he was trying to enroll at dallas theological seminary you know why, why did he have to go through that in that sense of, yep, yep. you know, if he would have applied earlier than, than what he did. He would have got rejected. Yep. And you see you see this because you see this out 
through history. Even those that don't agree with, like we don't agree with their frame of theology, the same right. thing has happened. I think one of them was William J. Seymour. He would say that he, in yeah. order to go to Bible, uh, to institution, you know what I'm saying? He had to mm-hmm. stand outside and right. listen to okay. the lectures. Charles yeah, exactly. And listen. Was the teacher. Exactly. And, you know, and, 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 and here's, here's a little, uh, here's a little history with that. You know, Charles Parham and, um, William J. Seymour are like two of the pioneers for the Azusa street revival. Yep. You know, but at the end of the day, Charles Parham didn't allow his student, William J. Seymour to actually sit inside the class. Exactly. With all the other students, he had to sit outside the class. Exactly. So, so, so we, this is going back because I want, I, you right. know, you, you always going to have certain brothers in the faith be like, no, nah, no, nah, it's just not happening like that. It's been happening. Right. You know, you know, like anything else, when you see, you, you know, and it's sad to say it shouldn't get like this, but it happens right. in society. You know, when you see somebody being murdered and you're like, oh, goodness, you know, and then mm-hmm. after seeing a couple and keep seeing it you become desensitized yeah, you know yeah. you you have people you have people that that see a murder happening and they'll pull their cell phones instead of lending help right you know what i'm saying it's, exactly. it's crazy it's, it's, it's because we're so used to just seeing so much of crazy injustice go down so it's like you know let me get it on camera you mm-hmm. know because who knows what can happen yep and to not stand up like we said before. And like, you know, I'm telling you right now, our brothers and sisters in the faith, when you don't stand up, it, it's almost like you get depleted. You feel like there's no hope. You should be able to go to your brothers and sisters and be able to stand and be able to know that they're going to be there. And when you're not, it's almost like the wind is taken out of you. Like, where, where, where I go next? What I do now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and that is injustice. It's not the justice of God. Yeah, it's That's unjust. Not, yep. It's unjust. It is unjust. My brother. Yes, sir. Who would have yeah. thought we'd be living in this in this time and age? I, I tell you the truth, when some of the stuff that are going on, you you know, with the coronavirus and the, you know, saying right. and all this stuff and that's happening, you're like, you know, when you was a kid, <laughs> you was like well, we'll probably go through the rapture before that happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're thinking like, God, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably be the, the generation that's good. Like, yeah, yeah. We'll probably be all right. And we're right smack down in the middle. Yeah, we like, oh, man. You know, and, and, and it's crazy. Like, look at 2020, and we're doing podcasts about, you know, social injustice. Yep. You know, uh, giving people the biblical view of justice and these yep, things yep. in this area, you know, Amen. Um, Amen. you know, just here we are. Yep. You know, just trying to emphasize that we are all created in the image of God. Yeah. 2020, we're still reiterating that we're created. All men are created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. You know, but Amen. Amen. This is this is the task that the Lord has us on right now. So, you know, we're gonna definitely labor in it, man, and do what we need to do. Yep. And whatever you know. capacity that we can do it in and helping our brothers do this and um educating also our brothers that do not know how mm-hmm. to respond and how to uh go about things. You know, um you know, it, you know, I'm, I'm I'm reading this this book over here, and I wanted to quote from it. It's from um, for those that don't know, uh, it's it's uh, by Eric Mason on uh, woke church. It was just this one little thing, and it's on page fifty. It says this mother challenges uh, challenges this would be king with how he should respond in the face of injustice. Open your mouth for the mute. You heard that? Open your mouth for the mute. For the rights of all who are destitute. 
She says something beautiful, particularly in the second verse. Open your mouth. Judge righteously. Now, what's interesting here is that this mother may not realize it, but she is a theologian and she's using the two-sided coin of justice and righteousness. The same word, tesetic, in the Hebrew and the kios in the Greek is used for justice and righteousness. Justice points to an ex extrinsic execution of the heart of God and righteousness means intrinsic intrinsic impact by the heart of God. So you see both yeah. sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's to be vocal. And the thing is that you'll see some people doing it. You see a bully in the park, you know, bullying a kid and, you know, you'll have somebody stand up and hey, what are you doing? Stop that, yeah. you know? Um, right. But again, where we're where we're falling is that we're picking and choosing what is important. Yep. And, and the problem and, a, and a problem, the problem that a lot of people have is mm. when you put the word social in front of justice. No, let's just, you know, let's just just let's just fight for justice. You know, I mean, you know, you don't have to put the adjective in front of it and all of these different things like that. You, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, using the term social justice, it, it, it just it just gets right into the heart of the matter to me. Yeah. You know, because, you know, when you say justice, yes, you know, we're supposed to seek justice. But it's it's like just to say justice is kind of vague. It doesn't really give people the idea to really see what like you're what you're seeking justice for. Yep, yep. You get what I'm saying? So when you say social injustice, everybody's like, ah, I know what this is about. Exactly. You know? And they start thinking about all of the atrocities that has happened mm -hmm. over time and, yep, yep, yep. you know, to a particular, you know, a people group and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? It begins to, you know, it sends your mind to begin to think yep. about what you've heard, what you've seen personal experiences, situations where you've seen things like this happen right in front of your face and you didn't speak up or say anything about it. Exactly. So, exactly. you know, I mean, it strikes a nerve when you say um, social justice. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Yeah. But it has to do with everything of that that person. You know, like, like we said before, is the view that everyone deserves equal Equal fairness in what? Mm -hmm. In their living, in everything they do. In every category. In every category. Life. Yeah, every category of your life. So, you know. Um, so, fairness in every category and area of your life falls under the term of, of social justice because you want justice, you know, judicially. Mm -hmm. You know, you want you want justice in your, um, in your uh, place of employment. Yep. All of those areas. So, I mean, you know, I don't understand why people get so, you know, uptight about the term. Bent out it's, of shape, it's, yeah. It's just, it is what it is. It's the truth. And it bothers people when you say that. Yep. Because it, it, it reminds them, like I said, of the atrocities and the, and the things that have taken place on American soil that was not right. Yep. And what's sad about it is that you would think that, okay, if it makes you think about these things, you're going to say, well, we're not going through this again. It's right. got to change. No, no, we're going to stand up. We're going to do what, what needs to be done. We're going to call and shout to our government, to our governors, to our mayors, you know, saying to the judicial system, whatever it needs to be done in order to be reformed and change. No, mm -hmm. it's like almost like it, I, it's sad to say, but it's almost like Romans chapter one, verse 18. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you understand? Like suppressing absolutely. the truth, you know, um, for those that pretty much yeah, don't know, let me go there. Yeah, so. You know, suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Yeah. Read that for you. It's, uh, it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteous righteousness suppress the truth. They suppress the truth. Yep. And that's what you're, you're, you're pretty much doing. When and you know that this is wrong, justice because mm -hmm. it's going to cause them to think, and then they're going to want to suppress 
what they know to be true. Exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. But not but now if if the if the shoe was on the other foot. And let's you know, see if the, 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 let's see if if it was different. Let's see let's let's play this for a little bit. Let's see if it was different. Let's see if if you know the, the um blacks and browns were the ones that control everything. And whites were being unjustly murdered, oppressed, afflicted, and you cried out and no one heard your voice or said to you, it's not as bad as you think. Right. You've made some advancements, so you, stop complaining. So stop complaining. How will you feel about that? That's what you got to think. How will yeah. you feel about that? There was this lady. I don't know her name. I saw a clip of her and she had an all white audience, right? And she's a professor. She's a white lady. And she said, you know, um, she said, hey, how many here will want to be treated as blacks are treated? Yes, I've seen that video. <laughs> Man, seen that. it was Nobody powerful. Stood Nobody stood up. And she said, just the fact that you right. don't want to be treated like that, but don't say nothing about it. Yep. Don't stand mm -hmm. up knowing that it's wrong. Right. It's unjust. Absolutely. So you're you're choosing to allow injustice to reign. Right. You're choosing to allow these people to be afflicted. And not only that, but you're acknowledging when you don't see when if you those that didn't stand up, you're acknowledging that you see it. Yep. You see and it. And you're seeing it being done and you know that it exists. Mm-hmm. It's like I was telling you before. Nobody thought that the Civil War was uh, as serious as the cannons passed by the back of the yard and they were like 10 feet away and, yeah. and they knew that it was serious. It's like, why wait until it hit your porch for you to understand the severity of what's happening? Of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Totally agree, good brother. Totally oh. Agree. But let's go through some of these scriptures. You know, um, yeah. Uh, Ezekiel 23 6 I think you have one uh, that one as well it says you must not deny justice to a poor person among you in his lawsuit you must not deny justice to a poor person among you in his lawsuit mm -hmm. see Deut Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 20 says pursue justice and justice alone so that you will live and possess the land the Lord your God is giving you. See, the thing about it, you know, if when you look at a lot of these passages, you know, um, the result of justice is blessings. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, so when we look at what's going on here on American soil, the reason why there's so much violence in the land is because of injustice. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And 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 we're just witnessing God's judgment just unfold mm -hmm. throughout throughout this country. Yep. We're looking at it right before our eyes. You know what I'm saying? And yep. and, and, and and that's what people just don't understand, they don't see that justice, you know, equals blessings, man. Yep, yep. When justice you know, and righteous righteousness takes place. Right. The community and the nation. The nation. Exactly. It it flourishes. Yes. It flourishes in the blessings. You and know, you see, when you stay silent, the opposite, when you allow injustice to rule in the nation, what happens? It, it, chaos. Chaos. Chaos in the society. Mm -hmm. You know, it says that the... Uh, you know the the building, yeah, of the wicked will be destroyed, mm. but the tent of the upright will flourish. Amen. Amen. My brothers, come on. Yeah, man. I know. I know you know. feeling the conviction in your heart. Come on, stand up. <laughs> I know yeah, you feeling the conviction. Come on. <laughs> when you when you're upright, when things are when things are done in an upright fashion mm -hmm. and handling people in an upright way you know that causes a society to flourish amen it can cause 
your 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 work environment, your on your job, all of that stuff exactly. can cause an environment or business or whatever to flourish when you're dealing in an upright manner with people. Amen. Amen. But when it's the opposite of, of mm-hmm. that, you're going to have chaos. You're going to have mayhem. All of this stuff going on. Yeah. So I mean, until we get back to understanding. That your blessings flow mm-hmm. from being upright. Blessings flow from being just. We will be dealing what we're dealing with right now until Christ comes and raptures the church. Amen. Now look at this, and we'll, you know, since you know we're running out of time, I want to read this, right. this verse because it hits the the nail in the coffin, and that's Leviticus chapter nineteen, verse fifteen. It says, "Do not act." unjustly when deciding a case do not be partial to the poor or give preference to the rich judge your neighbor fairly mm-hmm. and it's sad look i'm not here to mention names or whatever but it's sad when you see something so blatant happen and you still look at it and say it's not what you see all the evidence right. come out. It's not what you see. Oh, his niece was just in his. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna, I, I know. I'm, I, I know. It sounds like a broken record of that, but it's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Because basically, that's what you're doing. Yeah. It, it. It. Let's wait. Hold up. Let's wait until everything comes out. Everything comes out. You're still the same. Same old repetitions is not what you see. Right. Come on. The evidence that comes out clearly refutes. Yep. Your, what what you believe to be true and what you thought was true clearly refutes it. Yep. And then you know, ah, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, yeah. they want to bring up, you know, um, you know, prior, or you know, yeah, prior, you know, criminal offenses and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, yeah. the cops do not have the authority to be judge and jury. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Especially when you already court. had you had them subdue. Right, so he was going nowhere. Pie, exactly. You, 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 you didn't have the right to be judge and jury to murder that man. Exactly, exactly. Um, Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you enjoy. Um, we got to do a part three. <laughs> now I think about oh. it, I'm like, we got, we got to, we got to keep this going for a little bit. There's just yeah, so much every time. Really keep it going a little bit. Yeah, every time we 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 try to cram everything in and and. Uh, it doesn't work out. I'm sorry. Sorry to the audience, but we're going to come up with some more. Um, but just want to give, a, like I said, a, a, a shout out to BHC Mavericks Movement. Um, give a shout out to Tony Evans. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for everything you're doing. Vince Bantu, you know what I'm saying? Ada Coleman, you know what I'm saying? Eric Mason, you know what I'm saying? Yo, shout out to BK Apologies. Yeah, too, BK man. Apologies, David Richardson, you know. You know, and my man, Vocat Malone. Vocat Malone, you know what I'm saying? Uh, just want to give a shout out, you know what I'm saying? And uh, we thank you for what y'all doing, and we're in this together. And um, like I said, you know, um, God bless and have a great night. And um, this concludes with Apologetics 300. <laughs>